water, tea, sugar, and milk. You boil this mixture at the right temperature and you, my friend, have cha. Cha is a lifeline of a Punjabi household. You can give a Punjabi the strongest drink out there. At the end of the day, he will still ask for cha. Cha isn't just some beverage for a Punjabi. It's a magical thing that happens to bring joy. It's sort of energy that charges him up. We drink this beverage every day. It doesn't matter if it's hot outside or if it's cold outside. We drink it every day. We find answers through this magical potion. Can't sleep? Drink some chum. Can't decide on a major? Drink some chum. Got a stomach ache? Drink some chum. This beverage can help you answer those deep, deep life questions. Today on the first episode of The Hound, we have a special guest whose life changed when he drank a cup of cha in India and Frankfurt, Germany. So today I would like to introduce you to uh, Mr. Jazz Anand. Yeah, hello Imrose, how are you? I'm good Jazz, how are you? I'm alright, <laughs> I'm kind of glad you're here, nervous at the same time, yes. uh, overwhelmed actually that you wanted to choose us to do a blog about, so yes. thank you again. Well, thank you for joining us, I'm yeah. nervous as well too. <laughs> right. uh, but um, keep in mind people, um, you will be hearing some other sounds um, on the side as well, because Mr. Jazz is a very busy man, he, at the same time he's also working on a... He's, uh, he's recording um, a TV show, a talk show at, at the same time. So you will hear uh, people walking past and people setting up um, the, um, the equipment and all that. So yeah, should we just get right into it, Jazz? Let's go. Let's all right, Jazz. For twenty dollars, where were you born? Where, where was I born? Right here, Abbotsford. All yeah, right. This is the town where it all started. Yes. All right. That's a, that's good. So you're born and, and, and raised in Abbotsford. Still being raised somewhat, some facets of my life. But yeah, I'm born here, still growing up. Had a chance to check out other parts of this world. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but always found my roots back here again. They're very strong here for some reason, that's, that's and I don't challenge true. it. So. Yeah. This is home. There's something special about this town. Uh, this, the show's not about the town, so I won't go off about Abbotsford right yeah. now. But yes, if you haven't been here, uh, check it out. You will definitely read all about the most boring town to be in, yeah. <laughs> a Bible Belt capital of the world. That's true. Uh, but within it, there's a special energy here. Uh, what school did you go to? I went to Yale. You went to Yale? The lone brown guy oh, at man. Yale. Uh, my brother and I, actually, from grade four to grade 12. So for eight years, we were the only two brown guys in our school. All Elementary right. school, high school. So we grew up very, very whitewash, mm -hmm. but with a, a, a traditional East Indian following. My dad ran the temple from nice. um, like 1975 to almost right where the, the division between the chairs and tables was yeah, about yeah. to happen. <laughs> well, my dad walked away at that, that okay. point in life. Yes, he said, I'm not here to fight for who we are. We don't mm -hmm. need to divide ourselves. Yeah, yeah. So. He walked away at that time, but still, yeah. major roots uh, with my community, yes. All right, Definitely. awesome. Um, so, you grew up in Abbotsford, yep. you went to school here. Yep. Um, what was your childhood like? The childhood was, I'd say, very pleasant. Mm -hmm. I mean, at no time were we ever outsiders. Okay. Um, I had an older brother, always fun, always had somebody to hang out with. 
Uh, anytime we moved to different communities, there was always other children. So we always had a good circle of friends, never got into trouble. It was never a worry. Late night, parents wouldn't call you in. We'd stay out all night mm -hmm. in a little complex area, <laughs> cul-de-sac area. Yeah, yeah. So they always knew where we were. Yeah. Whether it's outside or a friend's house, mm -hmm. there was no worry about, oh, make sure you check in. Like today, you text your kid like 100 times, where are you, when are you coming home? <laughs> there was none of that back when we were yes. out. There were text. What's a text? Yes. A textbook? You want me Text to read something? Like, no. <laughs> no. Yes, please so, do that. Yeah, so it was a total different way of growing up. And mm -hmm. childhood was fun. Even when we transferred over to the other side of town. Like, yeah. this side of town, we actually transferred because of uh, what happened in school. Mm -hmm. uh, we would speak a lot of Punjabi in class. Yeah. And on this side of town, uh, our class was probably about 20 minorities. Yeah. Uh, well, majorities, I guess you could say. <laughs> and we would always speak Punjabi. Yeah. So a letter went home to the t uh, parents saying, right. if your kids don't stop speaking Punjabi in class, you're uh -huh. going to fail them. So first thing my parents did was try and look for places on the other side of town. All right. And we found one. Got to school. Mm -hmm. First day of school. Uh, now I'm going to speak Punjabi. We yes. have the traditional na, sonni, moni. Yeah. Uh, so I was monu. Yeah. Right? You get into school and so Monu turns into Mona. Yes. So my brother is Sunny. Yeah. I'm Mona. I have a Judah on my head, right? <laughs> so when you get to PE class, you got a name Mona with long hair. Yeah. So the first thing I was told is like, aren't you supposed to be in the other change room? <laughs> oh, I laid into him. You would not imagine how bad I beat those boys in PE that day. I mean, that, pound it, Jazz, pound it. <laughs> that set the standard for the rest of my yeah. life, I think. You know, I, uh -huh. I think your first impressions mean the world. Mm -hmm. And in that, we didn't get offended. We, yeah. My brother and I actually stood to the challenge and That's took it great. on with a smile yeah. and, and we won. So yeah. at no point were we ever resented as, oh, the brown guys. Yes. We were included in everything. Mm -hmm. And I mean, yeah. it was amazing. I, very That's special, great. very lucky in life for that city. That's great. So. so Embrace the challenges, right? Oh, 100%. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, that's that's a key right there, guys. Major key alert. Yeah, the other day we had just finished the soccer game and uh, we were in here having a team meeting at the end. We did a cheers. Mm -hmm. And my friend's like, What are we cheersing to? And I said, We're cheersing to losing because losing teaches me how to win. And it's actually in the poster, which they just took down, which I was about to point oh. out. <laughs> but uh, it really does. I mean, mm -hmm. if, you, if you're sour to losing, yeah. it's not going to make you better. That's true. But if you embrace the loss, question, why did you lose? You're going to come back better mm -hmm. and try not to lose the second time, yeah. right? So mm -hmm. I embrace the loss. Yeah. It, it, we don't get these from not losing, right? <laughs> yeah, you got to lose a few times in order to go back and yeah. want those more. I know we touched a little bit uh, about, about your schooling and all that, but um, how, was, how was your schooling like with, with middle school and all that? I know you talked about um, the whole Punjabi experience, how you guys moved to a different part of the town. Uh, but what, what was your, what was your uh, school experience like, especially high school experience? What, what kind of um, challenges and the, the struggles or the experiences um, Young Jazz faced? It's, okay, that's, I'm going to open up here, all right? Yeah. So you grow up in uh, your own mind with your own belief system. Mm -hmm. Call it uh, your reality, yeah. call it being naive. Mm -hmm. But for me, I was a happy-go-lucky kid. Yeah. Um, anything I ever wanted, mm -hmm. uh, you put your mind to it, you got it. Yeah. So you were never cynical about anything. Mm -hmm. uh, growing up, my parents never let us realize we were immigrants uh, or second-class citizens or poor in any way. Mm -hmm. um, they always provided. Yeah. And then the biggest challenge was making friends, mm -hmm. or real friends. Because uh -huh. 
I played every sport, mm -hmm. and I, I was captain of every sports team I ever played for. Uh, in school, I got straight A's, mm -hmm. so I was the kid that got straight A's and was the captain of every team. Yeah. So you'd know or you'd talk to people as your friends, mm -hmm. but you know when you walk away, they're like, oh, that guy again, oh, he gets yeah. everything, right? Like, <laughs> so you you don't know who your real friends are, right? You, That's true. Only two or three friends are real, That's true. and everybody else is superficial. Like, yeah. They just need you to help them on their mm -hmm. homework, yeah. or, uh, you know, it's just... Passing time, I guess yes. you could say. So yeah. that was the biggest challenge of knowing who my real friends were. That's 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 um, that's what high school is all about, you know. You yes. kind of find that out when you're in high school. You have this huge crew, yeah. and then you kind of um, leave high school and you go to college or whatever or whatever your next adventure is. Then that's that's when you kind of realize who your real friends are and who your colleagues and acquaintances are. Absolutely. That's, that's, um, my good friends are still my good friends. They're in Calgary, uh, Edmonton, mm -hmm. one's in none of it, and we talk almost uh, every other weekend. Like, just constantly stay in yes. touch, and it's like we never miss a beat. Yeah. And so, your friends that are true to you stay your friends. It That's doesn't true. matter what time or distance has grown between you. That's true. Um, true friends just stay there. Yes. I can't, it, life change, life uh, expectancies, your families happen, mm -hmm. uh, your age, you've moved, but yeah. your true friends do stay your two friends. That's very true. We would talk about um, high school and all that. Um, seems like jazz didn't have too many problems at all. But after high school, did you face any problems or anything? Um, any, any major problems or, or anything, um, a hard moment or moments um, that you face in your life? Um, when you get out of high school, it's now you have to live on your own. Yeah. And when I say that, it's like in high school, if you're an athlete, mm -hmm. coaches see you and say, hey, come join this team, be a part of this. Yes. So they give you structure and they guide you. Um, say you're a smart academic, mm -hmm. your teachers, oh, you should be an AP, they yeah. guide you. So everything in your life is kind of guided and you're led towards something. That's true. So now when you get out of high school, you have to make a choice. Yep. What do you want to do in your life? Do you mm -hmm. want to work? Do you want to educate yourself? Uh, where do you want to go? Do you want to travel? Yeah. And I had a full ride, scholarship, mm -hmm. and I went into school and I heard a song and the song was called Small Town by John Cougar Mellencamp. All right. <laughs> and uh, in the song, it, there's a line in it that says, um, Doctor fears Jesus in a small town. And it made me think, I'm like, Doctor fears Jesus in a small town. Yes. So a doctor is about saving lives, some say playing God, mm -hmm. but in a small town, after he performs his operation, he's still gonna go and say, please God, I hope that worked. Yes. <laughs> and for some reason, that song, that lyric stuck in my head. Mm -hmm. And that made me quit school. All right. I was going to med school, I wanted to be a doctor, and I did not want to play God anymore. Mm -hmm. I realized, well, what happens if I try and save somebody and I yeah. can't save them? Yeah. And so I came home, talked to mom and dad, and I said, you guys, I'm dropping out. Mm -hmm. And most Indo-Canadian parents would, make, uh, would swear, which yeah. I could swear right now, like, my parents didn't say any of that. Uh -huh. They just looked at me and said, are you sure? That's mm -hmm. what you want to do. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure I don't know what I want to do. Yeah. But this, I definitely don't want to do. Yeah. And then like, okay, well then get to the real life. Start mm -hmm. working. Yeah. What? Like, start working. Get yeah. real life. And so that's it. I started working right away mm -hmm. after high school. And so <laughs> when you drop out and they say, you know what? Go. We trust you. You're going to do whatever. So you're like, okay, I'm going to work. So I got a day job, I had a night job, mm -hmm. I started renovating houses, I was working three jobs at a time. Great. I uh, moved wow. out when I was 18. Mm -hmm. Parents weren't so fond of that, but yeah. I learned so much on my own. 
um, and then it just just felt right. Like mm -hmm. um, I knew I wanted to go back to school at one point. Yeah. I wasn't sure for what, and I just basically used everything as a stepping stone in life. So uh, that's great. That was the that was the good acceptance from your parents. Like mm -hmm. you know they don't try and put you down for any reason. Anything yeah. they tell you like you know don't do this. Mm -hmm. You think your parents are saying it because they don't want you to have fun. Yeah. It, they're saying it because they've done it. Mm -hmm. You know we don't realize that till later on in life. Yeah. So <laughs> when your parents give you advice. Try listening to what they're saying yeah. because they are trying to make you a better person. Yeah. All right. Um, so that, that was that was great actually. Um, that's that's a great transition. So. Um, Jazz, um, what are you doing right now? <laughs> oh wow, that's a loaded question with a loaded answer. Um, well, it, it was really, as Imrose was saying, it was a cup of tea he experienced here that uh, changed his perception of my coffee shop. He probably walked in, had a stereotypical view of what he thought I was going to yeah. be and what I really was. And that's what happened in my life. Um, being a banker, uh, which I had spent a lot of my time doing, uh, it was a cup of tea in India and then having one in Germany that made me see the world as not fair. Yeah. And I'll describe this. So in India, uh, on my way home, I didn't drink tea. And my parents, would, everywhere we went, family would be like, have tea, have yeah. tea. And you go to 10 houses a day. <laughs> How are you supposed to drink 10 cups of tea and survive? That's true. So, Anyways, after like three, four months, on my way home, this is an early visit. I spent mm -hmm. nine months backpacking. Oh, okay. So on my way home, got to the airport, and I looked at my family. I was like, hey, guys, want to have some tea? Yeah. And they're all like, what? You want to drink tea? <laughs> and so we went outside, and there's the ready guy, right? Yeah. The guy on the cart, and yeah. we all had tea. So six cups of tea. Mm -hmm. And it's not like a dishwasher sanitized at 74 degrees Celsius. Yeah, no, no, no. It's, it's, not, it's, this like, it's not your clean restaurant no. environment or anything. This is literally a, a guy out on the street on a freaking rickshaw just yeah. selling you tea. Yeah. He's yep. got a bucket of water yep. where he dips the cup he just used, kind yep. of shakes it off, and then pours a second cup in, right? Very so, sanitary. Yeah, exactly. So then, but you enjoy it. That's you, true. You don't look at the cup, like say it's dirty, or oh, you're making it in that, or yeah. what are you using? You just enjoy the moment. Yes. You're there for the moment. <laughs> yeah. So we got six cups, and that cost 30 rupees. Mm -hmm. So five rupees a cup, five rupees, yeah. 30 rupees at that time was one dollar Canadian. Yeah. And so great moment, shared it, didn't want to come home, kind of very sentimental, almost crying. Got on the plane, made it to Frankfurt, Germany, mm -hmm. and I wanted to reminisce a little bit. So yeah. walked over to the cafeteria, and I wanted another tea. Mm -hmm. And uh, to go out on my own and get a tea, it really meant something. Yeah. Right? So you get to the cafeteria, you order your tea, and you see him take the same orange Pico Nabob uh, tea bag yeah. out, and he pours it in, same water tea bag, gives it to you, and he says, that'll be six euros, please. Holy And mother. that was my epiphany. Yeah. That moment changed my belief of life and made me question why I do what I do. How can a tea, same bag, same box, be worth this much here mm -hmm. and only this much there? Yeah. So it made me realize there's these imaginary lines called borders, yes. which are man-made. Yeah, definitely. And we decide that somebody on that side of the line is worth this much dollars mm -hmm. and the person on this side of the line is worth this yeah. many dollars. And where does that come from? So yeah. these questions started going in my head and I realized 
it's me. Yeah. It's the banker. Yeah. And so I didn't quit my job at this moment. I basically left Scotia, started working at Royal Bank, mm -hmm. and then within a year or two, I didn't like myself. Oh. I really did not. And I mean, uh, to a point where I had to have another chat with mom and dad again. <laughs> <laughs> it's that time again. <laughs> you know, I have faith in my parents' belief. Like, I might not believe what they believe and mm. everything they do, yeah. but I trust that when they give me a decision or an opinion, yeah. uh, they're coming from their heart, mm -hmm. from experience. Yeah. So I was like, I think I have to quit my job. Mm -hmm. They're like, what? <laughs> like, you quit WestJet already, yeah. you're quitting the bank now, what are you going to do? Yeah. And I'm like, honestly, I don't know, mm -hmm. but I can't work for a bank anymore. Yeah. And that was it. That was the choice I made. So from that day, I stopped wearing logos. Yeah. I stopped cutting my hair. Oh. I don't wear shoes. Um, I, it's that's true. He's not wearing a shoe right now, guys. That's, uh, and, you know, to be honest, I have not smelled anything bad so far. No, no. So that's good. I'm used to it. I, I have to live with myself. So. But, yeah, I mean, I... I said, okay, my dad is Sikh, so he doesn't yeah. cut his hair. Mm -hmm. So I cut my hair on my birthday, mm -hmm. and then six months later, on New Year's. Uh -huh. So only twice a year do I cut my hair. Okay. Um, I, like I said, don't wear logos. Decided I don't want to be a walking billboard. Yeah. I don't want to say, hey, this is what I wear, this is what I can afford. Yes. So I wear no name, no brand stuff. Yeah. Except my shoes. Except your shoes. Your shoes are always going to be a name brand. That's true. Especially when yeah. you play sports, you got to yeah. have something decent. It's not yes. going to have to rebuy every year. <laughs> That's other than that, I mm -hmm. don't have any brands. I don't own any brands. Great. Just, everything is generic and yeah. no name brand. So yeah. Yeah, that was a cup of tea in India that yeah, changed. One cup of tea. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, like when, so, when you. Um, sorry. So, yeah, as you were saying, what do I do in my professional life now? Um, I own a tea shop. Yes, he does. Sip Chai Cafe. Yeah. And from here, I've started a not-for-profit society. Mm -hmm. uh, from there, we've started a talk show. Yeah. From there, I started a calendar fundraiser. Um, there's another project I got, but we can't say yet. Uh, so everything basically started from here. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's insane to think that I was a banker 10 yeah. years ago and working suit and tie, chasing a dollar. Yes. I don't care about the dollar. Oh, yeah. well, make our fair share don't yes. get me wrong yeah like, but it's not about that anymore it's, yeah yeah no one of my uh, one of my favorite rappers is um his name is logic he said one of this this, this thing he said um money it, money plays a huge part but it's not everything money does help ease the pain yeah. but it's not the it's not everything yeah. so it's that that key money is is very it's just it's a tricky thing you have to find out what does money mean to you exactly there you now go. you can't survive say. without it yeah but if you're chasing it you'll never have enough Bingo. Right? Yep. So you have to find a good medium. What does happiness mean to you? Mm -hmm. uh, once you've defined those things, money is secondary. Yep. But if you think you need to have money to be happy, you're never going to be happy. Yeah, that's I, true. I can be honest with that. <laughs> I mean, I left WestJet with a share purchase plan option. As a 21-year-old, I bought a house. You know, like, yeah. what 21-year-old buys their own house? Like, it doesn't happen. So I got pretty lucky in life. I'm not mm -hmm. saying I'm smart. I'm not saying maybe it's... Uh, Guardian Angels, maybe mm -hmm. it's Vigri, maybe yeah. it's Chance, maybe it's Fate or Destiny, but it is what it is. So what you do yeah. is you take your options, make the best of them. So we, we learn about uh, what transitioned um, into uh, transitioned you from from med school to to um, WestJet to being a banker, um, and then that one um, sip of job, cup of tea, man. The one, price one, of the tea, money, the money and tea. There you go, money got involved again. <laughs> um, that that one um, cup of tea in India, and then another cup of tea um, in, in Frankfurt, Germany. Yep. How that transitioned you? Um, 
talking about transitions, people go through a lot of uh, transitions for certain people is really related to religion as well. Um, does does religion play a part in, um, in your life, Jazz? Religion is a huge part of my life, and saying that I base my life on religious belief is negative. Uh, religion, as my parents are very, very spiritual, so Sikhism wasn't pushed on me. It was mm -hmm. taught to me. Like my dad is very philosophical, so yeah. anytime something would happen, he would pull out a saying from the Guru Granth Sahib yeah. and he'd say, and he'd quote it, like Dad, how do you know that? He goes, I know the book, start to finish, yeah. off memory. Yeah, I didn't believe the guy. Yes, but he honestly does. <laughs> uh -huh. And so he would just come out, be philosophical. And then he would teach the little uh, things about Sikhism. He goes, mm -hmm. no, uh, we don't have a guru. Yeah. Uh, the book is our guru, so yeah. it's a philosophy. And then he supported the church. We would go to a church, go to Dwara. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you call it the temple, church, go to Dwara. Yeah. But for me, when I say church, uh, it's the Gurdwara. Yeah. And so we would go to Gurdwara regularly. Mm -hmm. um, it's just, when Abbasford first was here, the temple was where you would go yeah. to meet people. Yeah. It was the social realm. Mm -hmm. You didn't have like all these Punjabi stores or the no. uh, like this major, major community of Indo-Canadians here in Abbotsford. Yeah. So it was the one place you would go and meet people, uh, socialize, uh, gather, share ideas, yeah. help each other. Yeah. And so my parents were very accepting of other cultures. Mm -hmm. They sent us to Sunday school. Yeah. We went to church Sunday schools, yeah. you know, <laughs> but we went to the Gurdwara too. Gurdwara, yeah. And then now living in Abbotsford, mm -hmm. you can't say religion doesn't have a part in your life. Like you Not said, why did even... everything closes at five? Yes. Do you think that's because we wanted to close at five? No. Yes. You can dig into that later, you guys. Yes. But there's a reason Abbotsford closes at five. Uh -huh. Yes. <laughs> right? So religion was a huge part of my life. I don't choose one religion over another. Mm -hmm. Sikhism wouldn't allow us to do that. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to share a little bit about Sikhism right now. And that is, I share this with everybody. Mm -hmm. Why is it square? Yeah. Right? Why is there a door on each side? Yeah. And that's the whole symbolic north, east, west, south. Yeah. Saying anybody from any side of this world can walk in from any side. Yeah. And we will open and welcome you. Since, uh, since we talked about uh, religion and how much um, the religion of, of, of Sikhi, um, Sikhism plays, uh, um, it's so much community driven as well too. Um, it's so much um, community gets involved too and, and every year on Vasaki in April we have this huge parade that happens. It gets the whole community, you know, kind of excited too. Um, people wear lovely color clothing and all that. Uh, so the whole community just, just like comes out of nowhere, celebrates this huge uh, shebang. Um, so it's that sense of community that, that really brings this religion together too. So transitioning into the, the next phase of the, the, this podcast, what does community mean to you? Or sorry, let's say, um, what's the definition of community to you? You know, this might sound crazy, but uh, if you have a pen and piece of paper and you're sitting there right All now, right. or if you give don't, time. Um, give it about 10 seconds and 10 find seconds one. Or, or pause the, the podcast, yeah. go get yourself a, a notepad um, or get your phone out, get the notepad out. And because um, Raj, oh, sorry, not Raj, sorry. Oh, he's here, <laughs> but he's yeah. not part of the podcast. Sorry, <laughs> uh, uh, but Jazz is about to drop some serious knowledge. Go ahead, it, Jazz. It's just something I saw. So, <clears throat> if you spell the word itself, community, C O M M U N I T Y. Yes. So do the first part. Come. Mm -hmm. Then you and I. So come. Yeah. You and I have some tea. Come, oh. you and I have some yes. tea. Yes. 
Yeah. So it's about getting together mm -hmm. and having a cup of coffee. Yes. If you can sit down with somebody, mm -hmm. open-endedly discuss your beliefs with them without judging or bias, yep. and actually sit and learn, you've created community. Yeah. It's acceptance. Mm -hmm. It's not building walls, it's breaking them down. Yeah. It's being one, it doesn't matter where you come from, mm -hmm. who you are. Yeah. It's about sitting down together and enjoying a cup of tea. A cup of tea, definitely. So I am drinking my, a lovely cup of tea right now. My definition of community is that. Yes. It's being open, sitting down with mm -hmm. somebody, and joining them in their talk. Yes. You don't have to talk, you can mm -hmm. just be listening. Yeah. Right. But it's willingly sitting down and accepting yes. their beliefs, not as yours, mm -hmm. but as theirs. Yes, that as theirs. I can, yeah. I, hey, it's your belief. Yep. I won't challenge you for exactly. it. Teach me more, I'd like to learn. Yes. But you can't question them. When yeah. you start questioning them, that's not community. Yeah. Now, it's communism almost, <laughs> you can say, right? It's this way or that way. Yeah. But community to me is about togetherness. It mm -hmm. doesn't matter what background, where you're from, yeah. it's coming together. Come, mm -hmm. you and I have tea. Yeah. It's right in the word. It's, it's right there. It's, it's right, right there. in front of us. Come, you and I. Tea. tea. Yeah. Is it not? It's, it is that chance? Is. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> but there it is. And it actually fit into the topic perfectly. Yes, yes that's perfect. Yeah. And after hearing this um, amazing definition of community, which has been in front of us the whole time, uh, which is kind of mind-boggling right now, um, Jazz, what is your relationship with your community? Because I know I've dealt with you before with some school events and all that with university. And um, I know that Jazz is heavily involved in the community. He cares about the community. He cares about his city. Um, how are you? How are you? How are you involved in the community? What is what is your relationship with your community? Um, so simplify. I'm a middleman. Mm -hmm. I say that to most people I meet. Like, what yeah. do you do? What do, I'm like, I bring people together. Mm -hmm. uh, whether it's for helping or business, whether it's a project, mm -hmm. whether it's talking or a team needs us, uh, an athlete. Yeah. I I bring people together. Yeah. Like uh, we did that calendar. So I've taken ten charities that are already doing good. Yes. Invited them here and said, Hey, why don't we do a project together? Yeah. So we've brought them together for another project. Mm -hmm. um, so for me, in community is about helping, sharing, relating. Mm -hmm. um, just trying to be one. Like yeah. there, we have everything we need right here mm -hmm. in this town. Yes. Yeah. We'll look that's elsewhere. True. Right. Yeah. So why look elsewhere when you can provide whatever you need that's already right here? That's very true. So we are. It comes from my parents. They've mm -hmm. always been giving. Somebody showed up at the Gurdwara and didn't have a house. My parents gave them the basement. Yeah. You don't know how many times we had strangers living in our house that I had <laughs> no idea who they were. And I'm not talking just upbringing. Yeah. Like Gore that would come to the temple mm -hmm. like a couple days a week. Mom yeah. and dad they lived in our basement for months. And All I right. mean. Just my parents were giving, giving, giving. Yeah. And it's reflecting. If my brother is more of a giver than I am, mm -hmm. like I don't have the capacity to, to give how much my brother yeah. gives, but I try, right? Yeah. So. And um, and just to give just to give another heads up, this um, I mean religion does play a huge role in this, but the whole Abbey community itself is is also very welcoming. I mean, we do have our our few people, but the the community of Abbotsford itself is very welcoming. Actually, it's it's not like. I mean, we do have some few bad apples, but who? D what community doesn't, right? Which which will transition? Do you have anything to say about that, Jazz? Um. Well, we are a town that still lives on old yep. belief systems. Yes. And when I say that, it's like they tried bringing the uh, lingerie football league here now. <laughs> yes. So before one practice even happened, it was banned. Yeah. 
Then they tried to do the taboo sex show at the Trade X. Mm -hmm. And before they even got people to set up, it yeah. was banned. Yeah. Um, we get nightclubs, and before they get a chance to do anything, they're shut down and closed. Yes. So <laughs> as, as much as we want to grow and be modern, mm -hmm. we always take a step back. Yeah. You know, this well, town yeah. is very rooted in its belief system. It is. Um, I know that at, at, uh, at certain point in last year, um, a lot of a bunch of um, um, people from the LGBTQ community got together, and they wanted to fly the the LGBTQ flag at the city hall, and um, it, it got shut down completely. Like they were like no appeals were heard or anything. No, they got completely shut down. And um, and and this year, um, a couple of kids at UFE took the stand, and they flew the freaking flag at UFE, and I was so proud because. Um, as, as is something this huge happening in Abbotsford, especially in the middle of UFE, you go into UFE, drive in, and you see this 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 rainbow flag. That's that's amazing. Transitioning. So so we talked about like how our community is is, is now. Um, so the next question, um, Jazz, is um, what do you love and hate about your community? What's we all, I know we all have that relation, but what do you love and hate about your community? I know we, we talked about like what we love and all that, but we, you, can, you can go into further. You want me to be honest about this one? Do I have to answer this one? Totally up to you. This is this is a tough one. Mm -hmm. Love and hate. Well, hate. I hate the word hate. Okay. Um, too powerful of a word. Yes. And uh, it's unfortunate that most people's lives are lived based on fear and hate. Yeah. They don't go after the things they love or want. Mm -hmm. They avoid the things they hate. Yeah. Or fear. Yeah. And so. It's unfortunate. Mm -hmm. So let's not get into the hate <laughs> Fair of this. Yes. All right. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about what do I love. What do you love? Okay. Uh, what do I love is the diversity. Mm -hmm. um, there's so many different backgrounds and so many different people that you can learn about everything here. Yeah. Um, I will say one thing about hate is hate doesn't show itself mm -hmm. it, up front. You uh -huh. can be talking to. The saying is, keep your friends close and your enemies closer. It's because that enemy doesn't show hate. That That's enemy true. shows love, <laughs> right? And in showing love, you give them trust, mm -hmm. and behind your back, there's a knife being stabbed, yep. right? And so I try not to believe in that hate mm -hmm. aspect. I, I believe that even somebody that hates, yeah. you can shower them with enough love that one, they won't want to hate you, yes. or hate the fact they hate you, yep. to start liking you. Uh, and so, wherever there is hate, you bring mm -hmm. the love. Yes. Bring the love. I, I'm talking to you directly here, all you listeners yes. are kind of getting sentimental here. <laughs> but hate is a very, very bad word. Yeah. And try not to keep it as part of your life. That's true. If you find, for whatever reason, you do have hate anywhere in your life, question yourself, why do you hate it? Where does that hate come from? And solve it. Trust me, your lives will be better and everybody's around you lives will be way better. Right? Word. Get rid of the hate. Yeah. Uh, don't need it. Take care of that four word. Don't need it. Yeah. Don't take, need take it. Take care of it. Uh, it. Why is it created? It's a negative word. Mm -hmm. Why do it, it, talk about the love? So if there's something to hate, there's love on the other mm -hmm. side of it. Yeah. It, it's like it's actually a, a dual duality. That's weird. Huh. How do I explain that? You, How you do take, I explain take that? on that. Any um, any 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 oh, takers? I got, it, I got it. I got it. Like that exit sign. That sign. For right now, for us sitting inside here, it's an exit out of here. Yes. But it's an entrance into the world. Right? So it's true. There's a duality. 
Yeah. But the dual duality is from sitting on the outside, mm -hmm. that door is an entrance into this world That's true. and an exit from the real world. So there's a dual duality to the one side depending on if it's on the inside or outside, yep. but the door doesn't change. That's true. That's right? It's how you perceive it to be. I can't believe I came up with that right now. Uh, that's true. Uh, I was, I mean, you were asking me like, why there are so many sentimental questions. I gotta write this down. One second, one second. No, you take, take your time. Because this, this is some serious stuff. This needs to be tweeted out. Exit sign is a dual duality. Dual duality. Never heard that before. Yep. But there it is. That needs to be turned into a poster. Can that be? Have you ever heard that before? No. I've never heard that before. Dual duality. But that's what it is, right? Like, first the sign has two meanings. Mm -hmm. But then, depending on where you're standing, that sign has a dual, a secondary meaning from yeah. the other side. That's, that's true. Which also has two meanings, <laughs> right? Bingo. Yeah. So a dual duality. Yeah. Here's the, the million-dollar question: Why do you do what you do? As there's a brief silence, uh, <laughs> love. I absolutely love people, yeah. and uh, want to make a difference. <laughs> I care too much. I'm gonna cry. Oh, no! I can, I can, I can see those guys. I can't explain to you why I do what I do. There's certain things that have happened in my life that makes me be a giver, and I use that drive and passion to give in every way I could. I haven't taken a day off since November 11 of 2011. My door has never been closed. And that's purpose. I give people a place to go. On Christmas, I host dinner. Uh, Thanksgiving, I host dinner. I have regulars that are living on their own, no families, no friends. So mom, my dad, my brother, we cook dinner, we bring it here, and we feed people. And that's not in the sake of feeding them, that's giving people community. Yeah. And, and so I, I love to make people feel good. Uh, I know how I feel when people make me feel bad, mm -hmm. so I don't want anybody to ever feel that. Yeah. So I want to create an all-inclusive environment, and I want to basically help everybody make a difference. Yes. And I already have a plan, but I can't share that plan with you no, right now. No, you, you keep that to yourself. And... If I told you that plan, I, I mean, yes. yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. There's a time. Imros will be back. I will share this plan with you at some point. Okay. All right. I, I will, I will, share I will this definitely be back. This is this is gonna be like one of those key things. You know, like <laughs> it, I feel like um, Jazz is one of the probably a toned down version of DJ Khaled. Um, he's gonna be dropping some serious knowledge, major key alert. Um, yeah. So listen to this podcast and don't play yourself. Anyways, Jazz, um, we talked about some very heavy stuff. Yeah. So, so kind of um, to tone down, so bring down, so bring in some more happiness. I mean, we did bring a lot of happiness, yeah, yeah. some serious knowledge. But let's get into some some funny stuff now. All right, all right. What do you got? Some some good shit. What do you got? What do you got? Uh, is this, so, um, so if jazz, if you could teach any class, what class would it be? Sex ed. Ah. No, no, I'm kidding. Oh. <laughs> no. <laughs> if I could teach any class, and I think is very very necessity, is money. You got to teach high schoolers about money, mm -hmm. real life issues. Yeah. I think we're very, very, it, it's on a need to know basis and we're taught all that they think we need to know. Mm -hmm. And then you get out into the real world and you realize what money is about. And yeah. you still don't know what money is about. Can I, can I suggest the environment of the class? Sure. So I feel like your class should be just, just be in your cafe, hey. kids come in and um, drink tea and, and jazz gives you the lecture, the best lecture of, of, of your life. If you could recommend um, some resources like, like books or films or podcasts or, or, um, or an artist, like music or anything, to any of our listeners, um, 
please go ahead and, and share them if, if you'd like to. All right. So I will share with you my favorite movie, and the movie is Shawshank Redemption. Oh. Now, Close is Stand By Me, Lean On Me, yeah. uh, a couple documentaries like JFK, the Tupac ones, like uh, mm. Ali. Uh, I like real life stories mm -hmm. because they tell you and teach you something. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of like a second parent. Yeah. Uh, that, that TV screen raises a lot of kids these days. That's true. Right? So what you're taking in is kind of like your teacher. Yeah. What is your favorite curse word? This is a podcast. He's, he's taking it. I don't science. know. Do I have to have a favorite curse word? You don't have to. This is, this, this, this. The thing is that the reason I ask is because for, for me, cursing sometimes is, is a huge outlet sometimes. And um, the reason I was asking because... Damn it. I just said, ah, okay. damn it. No, that's not even a curse. Ah. Oh, I usually say F that. Okay. I don't say the full word. Uh -huh. I just say F that. F that. F that. So coming to swears, you guys, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put this out there. Swearing is a very, very powerful tool. What it does is, like, use the word. I'm, have you guys watched that little video about the word? Oh, Osho. If you haven't heard of it, <laughs> Osho describes the word F U C K. Yep. And he describes it amazingly in so many different terms. But when you're angry at something or you want to make a statement, you say F that or mm. that's bullshit. Yeah. Now, I'm going to use an analogy because children try not to swear because there's way more power in words than swearing. That's true. So an example I'm going to use is say you're sitting in class and Joey uh, got to move his chair to the front of the classroom, but you should have got your chair at the front of the class. Mm -hmm. So instead of saying, oh man, you, you say bullshit, yeah. I should be in the front. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and, and maybe you're justified, yeah. but the fact that you yelled bullshit is going to make you go into the back of the class yeah. or into detention or something so instead stand up and say sir I disagree with you <laughs> and then in layman's term explain to him why that is unfair that's yes. biased hypocritical all these things yes. so when you explain your point mm -hmm. then you actually have a right yes. the teacher has to think about it and maybe even listen to you and change his decision that's true but if you swear you're that's a double negative yes so it, not only did you not get what you wanted but yeah. swearing kicked you out of the class too so <laughs> none of it works for you all right one last question. What is your favorite word? My favorite word? Love. Love. Okay. Bingo. I love that word. Love it. <laughs> okay. Um, thank you again, guys. Um, thank you, Jess, very, very much. This, this, this was great. I know this was my first recording as well. This is definitely a great beginning uh, for the Hound. And um, thank you for, for taking the time out of your busy day. I know he has to head out. And I mean, he, he has to stay in the, in the cafe, <laughs> but he has to start recording and everything. But. This has been great. Um, do you have any any last words for, 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 the, for the people who are listening right now? The last words is uh, don't let fear be your motivator. If at any point you're scared of something, go and do it. All right? Yeah. And then see how you feel after you do it. I'm not joking, you guys. It's literally fear. Anytime you think, oh, maybe not, or might that might not work, <clears throat> excuse me, that might not work, try it anyways. Mm -hmm. If it didn't work, you reiterate what you think. Yeah. But if it worked, it's going to change your world. Right. I. I you listen to these words. You overcome a fear and you're gonna sleep good that night. You're mm -hmm. gonna wake up energized the next morning. You're gonna tell everybody about it. And you are not only gonna be just the Sikh who's the, the student, but you're gonna become the teacher. Yep. And that happens to all of us. Like we're all students of life. And we, hopefully we never change from being students. So this was amazing Jasper Zanon. He still has and runs a beautiful cafe down in Abbotsford called Sip Chai Cafe. Go check it out if you're ever in Abbotsford. And down the road we have more podcast 
episodes with beautiful, beautiful souls like Pooja Patel, Harmon Kaur, Damneet Kaur, and Mr. Noise, and many, many more. So check us out at wethehound.com. Peace. As I drive through the town, the top down With my brother shotgun as we bumpin' the fly sounds Jesus in the back, sitting by the woofers Overlooking the hookers and max and crack pushers Took him through the city where the children were tagging on the buildings of